Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, June 7, 2023. You're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? There's actually a lot of stuff on the docket today. We have some stuff moving around under the covers of the market. We're going to talk more about that in detail in a few moments. First, what's jumping off the page on the daily chart? Well, there's a couple of things. A, they're doing the thing we've been talking about. As long as they stay above, and so far obviously they have, above this breakup candle low, then they're just eating time off the clock. Now, since the update last week, now we have three days eating time off the clock. They're formulating some kind of a bullish Flagish, kind of pullbackish, maybe pattern. This is the weekly chart. Where's the pullback coming from? We have a high, we have a low. This was a 618 retracement. That's where the pullback is coming from. Nobody's surprised. We talked about it ad nauseum. When the market hits an important place, for example, it's rising and hits resistance, the first order of business is. When it gets to that place, overhead resistance, it stops going up. That's what happened so far. The next phase, and we go back to the daily chart, the next phase is, are they going to get below some important stuff, or are they just going to eat time off the clock and go sideways? That would be a bullish situation. Staying above the breakup candle low, that's our first clue. 423.95 on daily closes. What's below that is the gap. Staying above here is our first clue, our piece of evidence that this is just a pause. It's a hit resistance and stop going up, run sideways, eat some time off the clock, build some more energy, and then make another move or leg higher. Get below this breakup candle low. And that's our first clue that we've got some lower pullback operation come back into home base. What's home base? The 20 period moving average. That's what would be in the cards, not necessarily all in one shot, but more of a pullback situation rather than just a bull flag type of situation. That's how we're going to gauge it. By the way, little side note, we had a bonanza inside the numbers and in the live room today. We'll get to that later. Let's look at some other charts, some smaller or shorter time frames than the daily chart. Here's the 240-minute chart, and this pretty much confirms what we see on the daily chart. It's basically eating time off the clock, running sideways for a while. That's the same as the daily look. The 120 look is much the same. However, they ran into its home base or 20-period moving average found intraday or temporary, at least, support. Now, what happens if they break below home base or the 20-period moving average? What's down there? Well, the next thing of interest on this chart would be the same breakup candle low. There's no other moving averages in here. Are we going to find another moving average on a different chart? The hourly chart has one not so close by. Again, coincides with in the same general ballpark slash neighborhood as the breakup candle low. And by the way, when you look at the hourly chart, you could start to make the case that this is starting to make a bearish, flaggish kind of pattern situation going on. 
Do you see how you have to look at a variety of different time frames? The larger time frame is not always confirming what the smaller time frame is doing and vice versa, what something might be doing on the smaller time frame like this one. And let's take this as a good example. The hourly chart, if it was making a bearish, flaggish kind of situation and they were going to break lower tomorrow, are the next important pieces of information slash prices going to be down at, for example, the hourly chart, 50 period moving average, 424 give or take, coincides with the breakup candle low, run a test of an important place, write that down, put it on a sticky note, 30 minute chart saying the same thing, riding below the 50 and 20 period moving average, putting in and eating time off the clock, bearish pattern. Both things can be true. What do I mean by both? They can be making a bearish pattern to work lower on the shorter time frames to do what? Run a test of an important place, the breakup candle low on the daily chart, on all the other charts, on all the charts for that matter. And when you go back to the daily chart, would it be out of the ordinary for them to come down a little bit, run a test of the breakup candle low, maybe they get below, maybe we don't. We don't know just yet, but would it be out of the ordinary for them to run a test and bounce away from that? And the answer is no, it's completely ordinary. We call that garden variety market behavior. We go with 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, the same stuff happens over and over again. 20% of the time, something different happens. It's also the duck theory. If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, generally speaking, it's a duck. Once in a while, you take the mask off. It's the ugly duck. We're going to have another discussion a little bit later in the video about sector rotation, money flow rotation out of the market or out of part of the market and into a different part of the market. First, we're going to take a look inside the numbers. I'm going to let you read the notes, double check the work back on the charts. I'm going to highlight a few important things. We're going to take a look at the trades that occurred today, see what's what. Had a little blurb in here on the PGA Tour merging with Live Golf. You can comment underneath the video if you like. I'm into golf. I thought it was interesting. I think the PGA Tour lost that battle. The PGA Tour commissioner is now the second guy in command. He's probably leaving soon. So basically, the PGA got taken over by the Saudis. Okay, take it for what it's worth. That's my take. By the way, I don't know when. Maybe it's a week or two. Maybe it's a month or two. But you can expect a lawsuit filed by the PGA Tour players, in my humble opinion. Nothing to do with the market, just an opinion. So what do we have today in terms of the market? Well, we have 428.50 as our bull pivot. We have a bear pivot down at 427.40. That's an important number. Come into play later on. We also have 426.25. So let's get the visual. It's just the starting point, five-minute chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. Bull pivot is 428.50. Bear pivot is in here at 427.40. I don't have it in there yet. Now I do. Another number was 426 and a quarter. That's all the way down here. Nice bounce. And keep in mind... This was all at zero dark 30. Let's see what we have as the day starts to unfold. So nine o'clock, what's the scoop? Well, they're floating again. Is this a test of something near the highs around the all important 
618 retracement. We talked about that. Or are they going to break out above? Well, using the 80-20 rule, we're not yet in the runaway situation. It's easier for Mrs. Market to gap above an important place than grind through it. This is my take half an hour before the opening bell. For those traders interested in a short scalp with potential, the zone between 428.85 and 429.25, it's a tiny zone, is an area of importance and overhead resistance. The former high is 429.62, not that far above. It's close to risk, meaning only if they start pushing above and closing candles above 429.62, it starts to look incorrect. So therefore, running a test is just that. It's a test. Now, look at the top where the arrow is. I've got the line at 429. It was in the middle of that zone, and we know that it really goes up to the former high, 429.62. That was your first trade of the day. That's a short trade. Where was an exit? First exit was the scalp portion, which we call five to seven points. Another exit is where? Back at the pivot, 428.50. Look what happened. They went to the pivot. You got the exit. They bounced right away. We even had some traders that took a long at the pivot. They reversed the trade, specifically in the live room. Remember, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. 9.33 inside the number members, beginning a showtime zone. You saw all of it. It's all in here. Read them, double check the work. By 10.03, there's the rest of the short trade. The rest is trader's choice. 428.50 is the pivot. All that stuff, you know everything going in. Some traders bought the pivot right here. 428, another important place. Therefore, now if they come lower, the zone is 428 down to 427.40. It's a zone for a bounce back type situation. There's 428. We had traders in the live room. We had traders inside the numbers take 428. That was also the gap left open, plus or minus a few pennies yesterday. So you got to bounce at the gap. We had a nice trade with that one. That's two, even three in the books already. And there at 427.40 is your bona fide third one. Some got four. We had some traders in the live room ride it all the way down here for their final exit. Pause the video. Read the notes, go back to the chart, double check the work, it's all in here. All the numbers, all the resistance, all the support, everything you need to run this business. Let's not forget about this one down at 426.25. That makes four or five opportunities slash trades. You see down here at 1250, 426.25 down to 425.50 is the next support place below today's low. And then a little later on, there's your bounce from the top end of the support area. You like apples? About stocks on the move. We'll take a look at Roblox and CPB, which is Campbell's Soup. JD didn't do the thing, so it's off the board. It's a no trade. Roblox did the thing later in the day. They came into the first number, broke through after creeping in. We don't like creeping markets, especially in the afternoon. You're running out of time left on the clock. This is a morning business, but you can see what happened at the second number. The numbers work, it's just the first one here was too late in the day. And then at the end of the day, you run out of time on the clock. We want the ones that hit in the morning on the first move down, like Campbell's Soup. And the first number was off the board. Why? Because it opened, meaning Campbell, CPB, opened below the first number. 
wipes it off the board. The only thing we're looking at is the second number. They spiked it. They reversed. They had a nice rip back up in the other direction. We had a good participation in the live room and inside the numbers. And here's one that popped up just in the live room. Microsoft was getting killed, did get killed today, three and a quarter, 0.95. Came into it, spiked it by a few pennies, ripped it back a little bit, nice base hit. That was done in the live room. And by the way, just to show you one more time, we talk about targets. The target specifically set in the live room, and even today's whole live room session is posted on YouTube. So you can go back and double check. What was the target in Microsoft? 327.50. What was the high over here? 327.57. How you doing? What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, they're doing the thing. We talked about the thing. They're doing the thing. No surprises. We talked about the energy that would have to be released from that eating time off the clock back and forth for week after week after week. And what we said was, if they break the chain on the upside, the energy is going to be released up to the top portion of this breakdown candle. We have some numbers on the board. We put there last night. They almost got there today. Came up just shy. If they broke it on the downside, you would get a move in this direction. Very simple. They're doing this thing. No surprises. They can go higher than 189.67. What I'm giving you are numbers and a zone in this case where there should be A, a magnetic thing drawing price in, and B, it should be overhead resistance, doesn't have to be the end, should be overhead resistance where they stop going up for a while. Not too far above that on a spike is obviously 190, that's a big fat round number, so you can expect if they're going to spike 189.60 and change, they can get up to 190. That's just the way this stuff works. This is also the beginning of the money flow rotation going on. It's coming out of some of the tech space right now, the cues, the big stuff, the AI stuff, but it's not running out of the market, it's running to other places. One of those places is the regional banks, which we do have open trade from a lazy swing trader perspective. That's the KRE index. We've taken first profit, we've got a trailer on, we've got 38.55 entry, Nice trade. Risk-free, emotionless trade. The other part of the discussion is this, and we talked about it the other day. We talked about it two or three times already. We were not having a broad-based rally. The rally was being driven in large part by a small basket of stocks. We know that. We talked about it. It's evident. But what happens is a lot of technical analysts look at that information and say, hey, that's bearish. The market's going to collapse. We also have to notice that the other side is true the market can broaden out as well and go higher. Both things are true. We don't know which one is going to develop yet, but right now, what is under development is a sector rotation, which can be the beginning of a broadening out phase of the market. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. S&P was down today. Energy was up today. That's part of the rotation. Retail was up today. Part of the rotation. Speaking of money flow, what about the folks down at the transportation department? Look at this one. Up 2.5% today, 345 points. Here's the weekly chart. Wasn't it bullish? As long as they stayed above here, they stayed above there. Now they're headed 
to work on the 100 period moving average, this pivot high, and then if they get above, they'll start working on this area of the breakdown candle high. This is a weekly chart, could take a while, but part and parcel to the broadening out conversation. And by the way, my favorite what? Canary in the coal mine. Money flowing out of the queues. What have we been talking about? We've been talking about they were going sideways. So there's nothing to do with it. They're just grinding higher. But what we did say is that generally speaking, they're not going to get too far from home base and they're going to have to come back and check in at home base or the 20 period moving average. At least give it a chance to climb up a little bit, go sideways. So here, all of a sudden, you're not as far from home base as you were yesterday. Funny how that works. XLF, the financials, they filled that gap. They're creeping a little bit. Nothing wrong here. Relative strength against the S&P. Sector rotation. JP Morgan, up almost 1%, but relative strength. Bank of America, relative strength. The KRE, relative strength. We talked about that. Wells Fargo, up almost 2%. Goldman Sachs, up 9 bucks. Money rotation. What about Smash Mouth? little bit of a down day, half a percent, not a federal case. All we need to know is, do they stay above or do they get below? And if they get below, they fill the gap. And what happens if they start leaking down? Well, you start talking about the last breakout area, the 20-period moving average, all that stuff. All charts act and react the same way. Right now, they topped out ahead. They're eating time off the clock. They did not collapse. This is not an all-out bona fide rejection may turn into one later, but it's not right now. It's just 150, they peek a boot ahead, and they're eating time off the clock. That's it. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense market analysis.